major emergency. Hello, I think I think I've just been attacked. You think you've just been attacked? I, 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 I've been attacked. Someone just came up and attacked me. Okay, hold on, please. I'll get someone out there. How long ago did this happen? Just just now. He just attacked me with a toffee hammer. Who attacked you, and are they still there? I don't know who it was. Are you on your own? Uh, yes, I'm on my own. He, he he just attacked me. Are you okay? Do you uh, need an ambulance? I, I don't think so. I think so. I you think, think so. you're okay, or you think you need an ambulance? Yes. Uh, 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 ambulance, please. I don't need to lie down on, 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 on a gurney, but I do, I do need to sit down on a, on a chair in an ambulance, probably with a siren on. Okay, stay where you are. Stay on the line. Someone's coming out there. I'm just going to stop you there. I have to tell you, this is just a fake. I'm Alan Partridge, and that 999 call was a bit of harmless fun to help me illustrate that a point. Which is that... Oh, just stop that there. Which is that not all attacks are treated the same. If you've been attacked by a hammer, be it claw, sledge, toffee, mallet or ball pain, you can phone the police. That's as it should be. Hammering people is wrong. But what have you been attacked by words? What if the attacks have taken the form of Twitter trolling? What if you've been called a sissy? One hundred times. Who would you call then? Is there a sissy hotline? If you're going to jump off a bridge, there's someone you can call. If you're a child being abused and you don't want to speak to a dinner lady, there's someone you can call. If you're a woman, there are loads of people you can call and stay on the phone for ages. But if you're a man and the attack takes the form of a hurtful slander, you can whistle. As a public figure, slander and scuttlebutt dog me every day. And sure, it comes with the territory. When you live your life in the public eye, you're a target. John Lennon, Gianni Versace, John Prescott, when he got egg, then battered the Burke. Yet there has to be a limit, which is why I'm launching this podcast, because the lies aimed at me, posted on social media and swirling around the press, are intended to dirty my character and maim my brand. And recently they've got worse. Rumours that it'd be laughable if they weren't so seriously unfunny. I tried laughing them off and I managed about 20 minutes before my cheeks got tired and I got upset. They're hurtful and they are damaging. I saw Alan Partridge in Asda. I saw him in an Argos. People will try to destroy you. I saw him throwing a ball for his dog in the park. He was bowling underarm. Yeah, I was. I have a reason. But I'm certainly under no obligation to explain myself to you. Is it an impingement of the rotator cuff? Might be. I think it's so you, boy. One chap in particular, I won't name him, who's been waging a campaign of hate against me for several months. Just poison. I saw Alan Partridge in a public swimming baths. He was doing widths. Get a life. Or get a death, don't mind. It's, uh, oh, that's interesting. Doesn't mention that I dived off the top board. Hmm, interesting. There's another one from yesterday. L- 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 listen to this. I saw his wing mirror clip that of another car, and now we have definite proof... Alan Partridge doesn't know the width of his vehicle. Let me tell you something, mate. It's not just a lie. It's not just bull. It's libel. If I found the guy, and I actually I will name him. He goes by the Twitter name of High Noon. If I found him, I'd, I'd make him park his car near to another, say, six and a half feet from the other car. Then I'd drive my car through the gap at high speed just to piss him off. And if I did flip his wing mirror, then he's won. But I'd just keep going. The guy's obviously got issues in his life, and that's why he's lashing out. I get that. I found myself in a bad place before. And, of course, I always felt better after I defamed someone by amending their Wikipedia page, but I'm not proud of it. Now, I'm ashamed to say I started several rumours that gained some traction. I said Trevor MacDonald had nits. Uh, Brian Ferry can't ride a bike. John Humphreys hung a rabbit from a tree. The last one I got a cease and desist letter, and so I did. But I'd already said it by then. Uh, but it's no way to go about things. Ultimately... It doesn't make you happy. 
Oh, I also said Fiona Bruce doesn't brush her teeth. But just because this guy's got massive personal issues, it wouldn't be right to let it lie. So I thought, what better way to explode the myths than by getting on the mic? I could have used the forum of my successful BBC One magazine show, uh, but you have to deal with producers, exec producers, the, the woman from compliance saying things like, there are guidelines, or, oh, I'll have to ask Paul... Similarly, uh, I could have returned to the North Norfolk Digital Radio Studio and addressed my public that way with a, a weekly show, say. But um, I uh, had an issue with a colleague, and I, uh, I, I've been advised to say that, uh, say simply that, that I, I, I left under a bit of a cloud. Let, let, let's leave it at that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it, it, there, yes. But uh, anyway, the, let's, let's just say there are different kinds of clouds. Leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, a cloud doesn't get shoved for no reason. Leave it at that. Yeah. Hi, hey guys, welcome to Homes and Watson. Uh, Homes because it's about what you can watch in your homes, and Watson because it's Watson in Norwich. Watson in Norwich. In your homes, why not catch up with Forged in Fire, in which middle-aged men get together to make swords because they're lonely. As for what's on, well, why not head to the Fob and Firkin to hear the debut gig by Toby Mieber, electronic musician and son of the late voiceover artist John Mieber. He's not a confident lad, but I know his mum's going, and my God, he knows his way around a synthesizer. Homes and what's on? Elementary. So I put my thinking cap on and thought, what medium allows me to communicate publicly but without Ofcom regulations or red tape or radio producers who who scream in my face and then they grab their arm and and then they sit down on a chair and everyone gathers round them, you know, like he's the one they should feel sorry for. And then, in a moment of quiet, it struck me like a bolt from the blue. One word. Podcast. Yeah, a podcast. Because of all media, it's the one medium I've yet to tackle. I've... Oh, shit. Seldom! Seldom, calm down! Calm down! So it's just my dog, Seldom. So, yeah, I've communicated via television, radio, digital radio, theatre with the Partridge Playhouse troupe before it soured, self-improvement seminars under the Forward Solutions brand, a range of relaxation tapes, corporate video, one thinks of Be the Best Fire Warden, or the groundbreaking So You Say You've Been Sexually Harassed. In Great Yarmouth Town Hall, I'm the voice of the lift. Anyone who purchases a sat-nav from Taiwan tech giant Superbest can enjoy my voice saying, Keep left, or In 100 Yards, Turn Right, or Get in Lane. I've lit up the silver screen, too, voicing pre-movie cinema commercials which were played in selected cinemas in the early 90s, uh, such as for the Norfolk Egg Board. They're happy because they eat eggs. Although I'm perhaps best known for fireworks. Don't muck about. Yep, I've done a lot, but I've never done a podcast. It's something I've talked about with my team for some time. Uh, I had been resistant to podcasting. Of course I had, like most people. I assumed people who hosted podcasts were pale, tech-obsessed social lepers who couldn't get a platform on any meaningful broadcaster, so started spouting their bloated opinions into their USB microphones to flatter their groaning self of sense importance. But then I was made an offer by the guys adorable, who are now my best friends, with a financial package that didn't just whet my appetite, it drenched it. It drenched it until it was squelchy. So it'll be a combination of off-the-cuff 
and things I've written down the night before to read out loud, such as the portion I'm reading now. And I became so excited by the idea that I stopped feeling miffed about people harming my brand or, or scurrilous lies. And I just started to think positively about what this podcast could be. And if I could damage my enemies along the way, great. I thought this could be something quite special. And so, over the course of the next 18 episodes, I want you to sit down, relax, and look inside me. And I want you to look right inside. Into my life and my house. No guests, no stunts, no discernible shape or form. Just me at home doing what I do. Pottering, padding and poodling about. Frankly, it's new territory, so you're going to have to adjust. Some people will thoroughly enjoy it and embrace this new experience with an open-minded positivity. Of course, there'll be a few people who dislike it. People who say, I prefer Alan on television. Or clever people who say, I prefer the early stuff. But the people who say things like that, I'm afraid, are just unhappy people. And there'll be yet more people who have no view whatsoever. And I'm fine with that. I completely respect their lack of interest and they don't need to tell me that if they see me at an airport. They can just keep it to themselves. And I'm fine with that as well. And I'll have to adjust too. I've always been a fiercely private man. I'm a man who's spent seven of the last 11 Christmases alone. Why? Well, some people like to spend Christmas Day with family and friends. And God bless each and every one. But I like to go to a homeless shelter to help the meek and the needy, but not the greedy. And I'll give them as much soup as they like and one mince pie. This is going to shock you, but when I go and give food to tramps, I feel like I'm the one who's being nourished. But not with soup. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't eat the soup. It, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not eating tramp soup. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, to see the faces, uh, row upon row, of grateful vagrants, there is, there's no greater pleasure than just seeing a bum smile. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, I've just realised how that sounds. Hard to, hard to imagine a bum smiling. Um, unless the woman's lying on her side, in which case, very easy. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not a, a toothy grin. Ugh, sorry. As I say, you know, some bits written the night before, other bits uh, spontaneous. I'm Alan Partridge. This is my podcast. From the Oast House. So here it is from the Oast House, a chance to see me at home and learn more about the real me and get a flavour of partridge. Uh, that sounds like a crisp, doesn't it? I'll pass that idea on to Gary Lineker and the Walkers team, special edition variety. It would have to be quite gamey, so uh, it wouldn't be a mass market snack. I was once asked by a magazine if I could be any crisp flavour, what would I be? And I said, quick as a flash, ready salted, because I'm straightforward, effective, British, and I go great with a pint. But in reality, I, I just didn't want my brand to be associated with the uh, halitosic qualities of your, your cheese and onions, your beef and onions, because you can't eat a bag of that and then whisper a witty remark in someone's ear, because I just think he's got beef breath like a dog. Why start today? Well, because I'm essentially trapped in my house. You see, it's not merely the rumour mongers who are out to get me. Unfortunately, my dog seldom, a 250-pound brown dog, can't be any more specific than that, is currently on the warpath as well. Uh, I'll just quickly check if he's still there. 
Seldom. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah, still there. Uh, that, so, yes, that was... Uh, you may have seen Seldom in the documentary I made called Scissor Dial. He, he very much put the dog into documentary. It's another bit I wrote in bed. So, Seldom, Seldom is huge. I mean, he's sort of one and a half men. Um, when I take him for a walk in the wood, I have to wear crampons and adopt a wide-legged crouching position, lean back and dig my spikes into the mud. It's a technique which is actually banned in round-table tug-of-war competitions, but that's the power he has. Basically, I had a small falling out. He became agitated when he saw the postman come down the drive and, and I can't believe the guy was doing this, eating a sandwich. There's a sign on the gate that says, Beware, large dog, large in italics. Then underneath, please, in capital letters, no sandwiches. But this postman, I don't know whether he's new or Polish, was openly chomping on a fish bap. I picked up the intercom and I said, I said, attention, drop the sandwich and run. I, I repeat, drop the sandwich and run. He ran, but he didn't drop the sandwich, which was the worst possible thing he could have done. Uh, he, he latched the gate, but seldom just smashed straight through it, cheap pine, at which point he did drop the sandwich, but seldom failed to see that and chased the guy for a long time. He didn't attack him, but uh, he did manage to pull his trousers off. So now I'm, I'm going to be saddled with a, a bill for 1999. Long story short, seldom is now pacing the grounds and I've had to lock myself in the host house. Uh, he is so full of testosterone, that dog. A friend of mine, very funny, he said, uh, he said uh, seldom made Chewbacca look like John Inman from uh, E Being Served. Yeah, great series. The whole the whole family used to sit around and, and watch uh, E Being Served. I love the way the old homosexuals used to talk. Oh, hello. <laughs> Marvellous stuff. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, it's me. It's just me. I'm just doing a voice. I'm just doing a voice. He's a great dog, but he's a, he's a bigot. Still, it affords me the chance to tell you about me. That's not to say I'll be the only character in the podcast. There'll be another one, and a significant one too. What can I tell you about them? Well, she's large, she's warm, she's quiet, and she lets me fall asleep inside her. I'm talking about my house. Not lived here that long. Until 18 months ago, I lived in a much larger residence, uh, the mortgage of which crippled me. Seven bedrooms. It was too large, but it was an ambitious purchase. I was called into the bank, and me, the bank manager, my assistant, and a couple of trusted associates, Daryl Flench and his friend, decided as a group, uh, both for my financial well-being and to aid and abet a good night's sleep, that I should move to a cheaper house in a cheaper area. And I've got to say, the day I sold it was like getting a very, very, very heavy monkey off my back, and I mean that physically. I kept running up and down the stairs saying, I can't believe how light I feel. And now my residence is this place, the Oast House. Oast houses were traditionally constructed in the early 19th century to dry hops as part of the brewing process. There are very few Oast houses left in England, uh, so mine is a replica. But if I sell it, I can't list it as an Oast House, I have to list it as an Oast-style house. Talk to most people with rural homes, and it's always barn this or stable that. I mean, it's so tired and clichéd. We thought you'd put you up in the stable. Oh, you must come and stay in the barn. Fuck off. Me and some of the guys at the Rackets Club were talking about this and we agreed that if we ever built a rural annex, it was never going to be a stable or a barn. So Derek's is the forge, Eddie's calling his the granary, Phil's is the piggery, Dominic the hemel, others have gone for the mill, the bee bowl, the cart shed, the cider house and the bastel. I had had my heart set on the dovecote, but uh, Steve Greaves dug his heels in and we have a rule that no one can double up on nomenclature. 
I was nursing my wounds, staring into my pint, thinking about the brewing process, when it just came to me. Oast house. And suddenly Steve changed his tune. He was like Rumpelstiltskin, hopping up and down, saying, swap you, swap you, swap you. I was like, nah, you're all right, mate. You're all right in your dove cut. Nah, get stuffed. Ah, he's all right, he'll be fine. But the oast house it is, and I like it, and I hope you will. And I want to say to you, come inside, kick your shoes off, let me show you around, and we can get to know each other. It's just like being my best blind friend. And whilst I don't have any blind friends, in fact, none of my friends have special needs of any kind, I do appreciate y'all being here. Hello, I'm Alan Partridge. If you're trying a vegan diet and find it hard to know what to eat, why not consider chips? At Fish Palace and Cromer, we pride ourselves on making the best in Norfolk. Our card, pies and saveloys might be off limits, but with chips, you're all but guaranteed a genuinely vegan meal. Fish Palace in Cromer. Chips for vegans. Or why not go the whole hog with a tray of chips, peas and our new experimental vegan gravy? Um, I'm just going to check on the dog. Oh, God. He's just sitting there, about ten yards from the house. I hope he calms down soon. I'm, um, I'm supposed to be meeting a, a woman for a date at 11. She texted to say, I'll read it to you. Uh, it says, I'm not comfortable with dinner, but what we'll do is meet at 11 for brunch, and if we get on, we can go swimming, so bring your towel in case we get on. Don't be late. Uh, but with a smiley face and a wink. So, you know, but even so, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be late. Uh, the upshot of which is I need to get to the car, which I can only do if Seldom's not in a mood anymore. I find the only way to calm a heavy carnivorous quadruped is feeding meat, uh, which is why I've planed off the bottom centimetre of the door, because I find, although he'd never eat Rivita, I can use it as a meat delivery system. Pop on a piece of salami, slide it under the door, and he'll lick or slurp off the meat, and very often push the Rivita back. Uh, Generally, one Rivita is good for four or five deliveries, after which, uh, due to ingress from seldom saliva, the Rivita matrix fails, and I find that's the best way to mollify, subdue, calm or quell a big cross dog. Okay, you know, I think the coast might be clear. Seldom? Seldom? He's certainly not between me and the car anymore. I think we should strike while the iron's hot. I, um... Car keys, coat on, clip mic, uh, towel, best trunks, no towel at the present, and go. Shut your seat, me! Get away, get away, get away! Oh, oh, you've been listening to... Alan Partridge, oh, <clears throat> live, uh, well, not live, it's just, uh, you've been listening to Alan Partridge from the Oast House. Oh, God. <sighs> Safe. Oh, God. Alan Partridge from the Oast House. Alan Partridge from the Oast House, from the Oast House. 
With Alan Partridge from the Oast House With Alan Partridge Alan Partridge from the Oast House Alan Partridge from the Oast House From the Oast House With Alan Partridge from the Oast House